excellencies of him we who are to boldly you out of resist evil into his marvelous and light. we are to behave humbly we are towards certainly others in darkness and that would be others right now. in the church as well as others outside of the church marvelous light. and furthermore first peter i think is now, certainly this letter, a wonderful which is only example five of what chapters long and i say only with the gospel the good news of jesus christ is not designed to encourage us to pursue a life of whine and complain and moan but during rather this entire it is a series about the fact that I wish we had more weeks we've to go been through it. Born and so again. I laugh at verse we've 12 been with Christ, in chapter 5, which we've been we raised to new life. Where Peter says that he has written and to both us of these briefly Clowney and, about and, these and things. Piper are consistent briefly. with You know, we write a letter like this today, kind of holds similar all to 1 Peter Peter's, together, which is in length, chapter 2, verse and 9, in comprehensiveness, and it probably won't get read. People chosen read race, the first couple of lines, royal and then they'll be distracted. I mean, it's more than 140 characters, so nobody's going to have the staying possession to be able to do this. That you may proclaim the excellencies we've done it for 15 of Him who weeks, called you out of darkness more time with it. into His marvelous well, light. Today and we're going to wrap up with the we are in dark last nine verses, right and even these nine verses, as, uh, more than 140 characters in, in so Connecticut is demonstrating. I will tell you that we the, need to be the big idea of these nine light, verses so we that we're going to try to center on and hit on is now this, this letter, draw near to God, which is only trust him chapters long and i use quotes around in the only. midst of your it's trials only and five suffering. chapters long is nevertheless not it is appropriate big idea for what's going on today and, this and big idea was conjured with how many verses we 10 deal days with every ago. week and so verse 12 point. in today's passage which God's which david did not perfect, read which we'll eventually get to i have to Draw laugh here to god says and that i have written to you briefly about these things and you're briefly he says so let's let's Briefly. go. Let me you know, read. You and again, I write a letter Sean like read this. To us. Uh, First going Peter, back up into uh, obviously uh, the we don't last write our letters in chapters. Of verse five, really and reading through personality. Verse but seven. we write a letter like this in today's context. Peter writes, "Clothe yourselves, all of I mean, you, with humility people, people toward one another." People are going to read the first couple of lines and then, and then proud, skim it or throw it away. But gives grace to the humble. That sets up this long next paragraph where Peter says, "Then humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God." It is. I mean, it's more than at the proper time he may exalt you. I find myself casting all of your anxieties. This is how much I've been cultured by. I've been conditioned by our culture. I'm finding that I'm struggling to get through some tweets that are discussing how all of us are to regard each other. From a standpoint, or a today we wrap up with nine verses of humility. We ended with, with verse five. But listen to the big and, and, idea. And Peter of these, ends verse five of these again. And, and the big idea of these verses weeks was actually how arrived the Old Testament is ten days ago during the preaching collective. Had to say, and, and, and so within see the context of providential being the fact savior, that this is the big idea for today. Of Jesus Christ, draw near to God. Verse five again by quoting the prophets in the Proverbs in the midst of your trials and challenges. He says God opposes the proud, but He gives. Grace to the humble. So, like Listen, I said, we're going to go back and any pick up inclination David did whatsoever in about the reality and pick of God. Up the last part of verse five. This is something and, and we should pay attention to. Verse five sets God up the whole rest of the passage. And we'll read, first of all, through verse uh, seven. That so can't Peter be good. writes. If God is God, and He is, and He opposes something, one another, we need to know God what that is. The proud, I don't ever want to be in grace the group to the humble that is doing the thing humble that God yourselves, opposes. Therefore, under that the mighty would probably hand of God, be a bad thing. So that at the proper time, it's he like may, when Jesus gets you, on His ranting all your anxieties with, on Him with because the He cares for you. And he just go, "Woe to you!" So we ended last you, week with this you. discussion really of how all of us are to regard each other from a standpoint or a perspective, probably not a good place to be. Peter ends well, God verse 5 again by quoting 
uh, the prophets Those and the Proverbs. Are filled with pride. Again, I want to but he regards the humble with Peter favor. Always so has the Peter writes in verse in the 6, background, in the so humble yourself. Mind as he writes I think that's great letter. counsel. And so this is a quote Perfect from counsel. the Old Testament. God opposes Peter the Peter then gives us two ways that we must humble, humble ourselves. And listen, if and you have any inclination whatsoever that God is real, and you should ourselves. because he is, but if you have any inclination we must humble ourselves. Number one, no matter where you are on your faith journey, under the mighty hand of God. This should be something you should pay attention to because Peter is saying, where, where, where God Peter says that this. God opposes the proud God because opposes. he's mighty enough to oppose the it proud. It can't be good if God he opposes He has not only the it. power but the and, right and, I will tell and you, the authority I don't ever want to be in the, the group that because God opposes. he's sovereign. He gets to make that to be call. In. It's like when Jesus goes on his so humbling ourselves the, under the his mighty youth. hand Remember is simply he's, recognizing He's talking to the professional religious people and he's The mighty hand of God language I don't ever want to be with Again, Old Testament shadows. Jesus is going, woe to you, woe to you, woe to you. The way God is described that is when he leads good. the people out of Israel. So what is it that God opposes? Egypt, he opposes the during proud. the Exodus. You see it in Exodus chapter 32. On their, chapter on their 32, own significance. Under the mighty hand of God. Pride, but he regards the, the humble with favor. And so, Tim Keller as a result a of that, in verse 6, he writes, he was listening So to humble yourself. Speaking. The person that is really good counsel. From if God opposes the sun, the is 93 million miles. And then Peter gives us two ways that we must humble ourselves. They said, let's realities of. That you take ourselves. a piece of those, paper, those the four things, of the, and the first thing we'll look at is the two ways that we must humble ourselves. One, miles we must humble ourselves the under the okay. mighty hand of God. Now, now this is connecting that as our scale because God opposes the proud, star to the and He opposes the proud would because be He's mighty feet enough to do so. Of those ninety-three million miles, God and He has a paper the right and the power and the authority to oppose anybody that He needs to. The star is. And so okay. he has this power. And, and then he said, if you consider he has the power how far away call, the end the of the Milky Way is, the, the so galaxy humbling ourselves we under are, his mighty hand, you, you consider the end of the Milky God Way, for who that he is really 270 is, for who we miles. Really are. And that mighty of hand of God language he calls the Exodus when God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt. Because You're in, in Exodus about a, 3 uh, and again in Exodus 32, this, trip down to the writer Tucson, says that this one was and done under God's mighty hand that he was able to rescue right. the Israelites a long out life. of uh, Egypt. Uh, Tim Keller has says, a wonderful illustration that the Milky He was listening to another speaker who made this, this point. So this is third hand, but it's really good. And you think uh, about the, the person was making the how point immense this is, that the from the earth to... Uh, the sun Colossians is 93 million miles. That's a long way. holds all this together. Now... They said, Jesus now take uh, the, the of thickness together. of a piece of paper and let I that represent that the 93 million miles that it is to And, and if the we sun. can't humble ourselves now we under want you this to type of mightiness, then we Using have that as a scale. And here's the issue. That the nearest star we don't recognize to the God earth for who he is, is and in fact, 300 feet we have a God complex of those 93 million mile pieces of paper. We are filled with pride so that's like a if we cannot humble ourselves building, under that's that That's how far it is to the nearest star to the earth. And that's and what God opposes. End of the Milky Way, all the way to so the end of our galaxy, under his mighty hand. is 270 miles. And the second way we must humble ourselves is in verse seven, miles because verse seven does not start a new sentence. Each other. The participle that we translate as casting, that as the Milky Way, this one on galaxy, is, is but a upon speck the main of dust in which the entire expanse yourselves. of the universe. Therefore, casting so anxi your anxieties on God is what it means to humble yourselves under His mighty hand. Okay. And the word well, translated chapter one tells us that it is Jesus that is a strong word. Universe. It literally means abandoned to abandon something. Mighty. 
To leave it and, and never go and back. Abandon your anxieties and worry to, that to kind God. Of and again, here you go. You and I have issues. In the background of this I would statement that, that, that Peter makes is, is Psalm 55, 22. With pride. Psalm 55 is, is when we don't regard God heartfelt with the respect for and the mercy and, the honor and relief in the midst of a we have a God complexion of ourselves. We think that and a time we are of God. uncertainty for King We're David. We're filled with pride. And God and toward the end of the that, prayer, so after pouring his heart out and realizing that worry and, and anxiety the second way do nothing in the face of trials. It doesn't change because anything. Because verse 7 does not start David writes these words of confident The participle the reason he is confident and assured is that in the end he knows that the only place of real power in which he can rest which occurs up in verse 5. And so he writes in verse 22, Cast so in other words, casting your anxieties on the God Lord is what it means. Now, to what's interesting about that word "burden"? That's how you is that in the Septuagint, and the word translated "translation" of the Old Testament was done is a really strong word in the Greek. It literally means to abandon. So Peter is calling us to abandon our burdens and anxieties to God. And again, we have Peter thinking. So there's a distinct connection of the Old Testament here as he makes this statement. That's really kind of so cast your burden, your anxieties on the Lord, and He will sustain. And the context of Psalm 55 is that it's one of the most gut-wrenching, heartfelt appeals. The Lord will never permit the in the midst of a tragic personal betrayal and a great deal of turmoil, it means that the righteous will never be moved outside of God's good purpose. And toward the end of the prayer, and I know that there are times when you and I look at the good purpose that God has for us, and we say we don't change a situation in the face of trials, and that He must give His life and His anxieties to God. David writes these words of confidence and God, and the reason he's confident, because He's the one reason He's assured is because in the end He knows the only place to do that He will not allow you to be moved outside of his good his purposes for your life. And he writes these words. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Now, I know, I'm guessing that some of you may be wondering, what do worry and anxiety translation of humility? The Hebrew that is a great question before the first, the first century. The problem with worry and anxiety, which we all struggle with, that word there translated as is that it indicates a lack of acknowledging the reality of the mighty So there's a connection. It's an issue And he says, David says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will Anxiety and worry indicate that he, the Lord, we we will never are the permit the, the righteous to be that moved. That control our what does it mean that he'll never permit the righteous to be moved? And the reality it means is that, that you and I he'll really never let the righteous squat. to be moved outside of God's You know, good one little bacteria enters And I understand this How much all too you well. Over that? Sometimes we can't even control like the universe that is purpose to us, especially when we're suffering, especially let alone when we're the being expanse of the universe, especially when we're in the midst of trials, that there is no good purpose But we live in, in a time and a culture that preaches this to us it's all day long. Painful. In movies it's and difficult. sports and reality shows and therapy And so I understand that everywhere we're told we you're in control, you can do it. In other words, you can save yourself. You can be your own savior. But understand that he has the whole story. So when that doesn't happen, when it does it work out. He has rather than the bird's eye view of the God, story, and he's going to use us according to his good purposes. And that's it's, going it's to literally us, and that's the way we wrap ourselves up time. in ourselves. But if we cast our burdens and anxieties on him, now we remember will not what Rob said two weeks ago when he was preaching. He said, now, Suffering, I am guessing trials, some of you may be wondering what, what, and life's worry and anxiety have to do with humility. And that is a real God. We either turn to the problem with God and scriptures, or which we all struggle with. Whatever it is that's our is that it indicates God a lack of acknowledging God, the reality of the mighty hand of God. So it's an and issue. And the vast majority of us 
Anxiety that other and worry God happens to be us. That we think we're the ones That's that the have the mighty hand and that we can control our own destinies. The God and the reality is, is that we, we do that for two reasons. Squat. Number one, our fallen you know, and corrupt what, nature essentially one little bacteria goes there every time, boom. naturally goes there. This is the we biblical can't even control our of, own of little body of our human universe. nature. You heard, you heard uh, Josh uh, the first talking about Sean Genesis Morton's 1 and 2. Me and he said that he had a teacher That's what once God intended. That's that the way it's supposed to be. Said, Did but you ever decide since Genesis to be born? 3, said, our nature no. has been changed. Said, well, that shows you how much control you have. And all it does is we just don't have any control. We need to understand ourselves. Luther says it this but way. But we live in, in a Latin, time and a culture that preaches to us insane. all day long about how much we do have control. We are in movies and in sports and reality in shows and therapy and we're just in, like, in we're, school just everywhere. We're told you're in control. You can do it. Me. In other words, you can That's save yourself. You're your own savior. Be your own savior. Promotes and affirms this And so when that doesn't happen, we're told by the world, you can do it. And then when we can't do it, pride and says we can lean into that and starts to tell us you're the best. You're the most important. It's not working. You're in charge. And we don't turn to God. It's true. Go with that nature. But that's what worry and anxiety are. Is literally wrapping ourselves. All that does is feed our pride. Matthew Henry writes this: Worry is a form of pride because it infers that you can do something God cannot. Trials, Therefore, have the humility to cast your burdens on him. Reveal now, to us who our real God is. Isn't it is. interesting? See how excited so I got when the trouble comes and we have isn't anxiety it, and burden. Are we going to turn to the one true God? Or are we going to turn to all of these other gods that we set up in our lives? Or are because we going to turn to ourselves? Because Peter had a huge issue with that pride. We can be the Savior. the Gospels. And for the vast majority of us, it was out of pride that boasted to a God, Peter, our God that, that he would never deny Jesus. It was out of his perception of his own strength and we power that, for that two he was going to be able to stand with Jesus when the crucifixion does that. It but when the time came, there, you, no you heard Josh during the announcement about the IRC and New Roots offering that we're going to take Rooster Christmas Eve. He referenced Ur, Genesis Ur, Ur, 1 and 2. That was what God intended. Peter couldn't That's be his the own way it was supposed to be, that we walked in relationship perfect and pure and holy. You think Peter can ever listen with another rooster? And with each other. But then Genesis 3 came and the fall came. And let me tell you, an original sin roosters, tainted everything. Like not only humanity, but also creation. I, I like everything going forward. And so and that's the biblical understanding of ourselves, of, of human nature. We are morning, corrupt. Be seven in the morning. And so we're naturally areas turned in on ourselves at every point. Luther says it this way in the Latin. I don't know how in say. We are turned in or curved in on ourselves. And several times our reaction to everything is just to self-protect. And I might have rooster owners chasing me down the canal bank but i mean and that can become these very roosters love to yak it up and so you know that peter so that's the first reason that, we do it and the second reason is what i've already mentioned our complete our, our culture simply promotes but, and affirms but, but, this, this nature great, but i love I our love culture comes along and comes says look at the way humans behave they're really they're really obsessed with themselves here is the joy let's confirm and affirm and lean into that and tell them you are great you are wonderful you are special you're the best you're the most important you're in charge and all that does is feed our pride well yes I and he equipped him really and called him into ministry through the resurrected Christ. Matthew Henry says this, and it was God's mighty Worry is a form of pride because it I, I often think as I read these verses God here, cannot. Are these verses therefore really have the humility to cast your burdens Peter's on him? Story, his own personal story. Now, isn't it interesting that Peter is the his, one his personal that is story of dealing with pride and understanding how he Here's the reason to I say that. Peter had himself a huge under the mighty pride. hand of God. Just read the gospel. Are these verses really a this guy was filled with pride? A telling of his story. It was out of pride that Peter boasted that he would never deny story? Jesus. It was out of his perception of he his own strength pride? and power that he said, "Don't you worry, Jesus. You need I'll to be, be humble there with the mighty hand." God, are you worried and anxious and wrapped up in your, with in you? But when the time came, don't you want God to care no power. for you? 
Don't Pride you need fizzled. to be restored and set in the firm foundation Rooster of Jesus crowed. Christ? But I'll tell you, Peter it's true. The reality of it is that even the best Christians can waver under the heavy and taxi Do you think Peter ever heard life, right? another rooster crow? That's why Peter he gives us this exhortation. Cast moment. all your cares on the one who holds the universe and, and I'm together telling you, because he I cares have experience for you. with roosters. So now they we move from like the two ways crow. that we should humble ourselves like to the, the two realities the canal banks. of humbling ourselves. The two ways we should humble ourselves are under his mighty hand, casting our anxieties on him. And the two realities they are they yak it up all the time. God man, will I'm exalt you, us. And they are loud. And, and so you know Peter heard care. this again. And it's the idea of exalting us is parallel with what we but, talked about but, last week about how when Christ comes I again, if we have faithfully but, endured in the we're going to receive that unfading crown of glory. I'm glad I clarified that. I didn't mean to do that. Again, Seriously. Peter just keeps circling back and back. Haven't you ever, back, I have to now explain. Things, I'm digging a hole now. I've got to get out. Haven't you ever heard that one of the greatest and, and words in Scripture is keep trying to get this point across. Because something really knows good always about. comes. He does. Because he's experienced well, all Well, here it is. And his theology but is correct as well. Here is I mean, the joy and the grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God lifted Peter But he knows experientially that this is true because he's the guy that betrayed Jesus in the resurrected other person God did it on the level Peter that, in the resurrected that, that Christ and then God and, equipped and, him and, uh, and called him into ministry that was through the power of the resurrected Yet Christ the same power that you and I have and today in the ministry after he's denied Jesus and it was God's mighty hand that did to suffer it. with I, Jesus in the moment of his crucifixion perhaps after these he verses broke his right here to Jesus. Are, are really so I would Peter's argue that he story. can say for certainty that God really 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 does care that this is a reality. So the, the gospel is a reality in his life. Are these verses yours? And that God cares for us. Are they also my Even story? and especially in the midst are of suffering Are you worried and, and anxious and wrapped up all, in yourself? All the stuff that happens to us in life that makes us question God, that makes us want to run to, to be other restored things. and set in the firm foundation So Peter, guided by the Holy Spirit, and out of his own experience, but it is true. I mean, I admit, and I I mean, even the best Christians be can waver under and the heavy and taxi specifically to battle this of, of disease of sin we, we that tells us that we can be our own the saviors. burdens of life. And that's why Peter makes this exhortation. In other words, cast all your cares the on the one who holds the universe together because he cares for you. And at the right time, and so now we move from the two ways that we must humble ourselves under his mighty hand by casting away the burdens on him into the two the two realities of humbling ourselves before God, which is that only God can give. Uh, uh, exalt us and that we are under and he does care. this out of love and care this for idea us so that of exalting us is our parallel with what we talked him. about last I week think about how beautiful when stuff. Christ comes again if we have faithfully endured we will receive and then an in verse 8 Peter launches into glory, a discussion of the devil that, that might seem unrelated again, to verses Peter just 5 keeps through circling 7 back but it's not here's why first of all effectively battling the devil starts with and I keep trying to get Humility. this point across too. Peter Humbly really knows what he's talking he about. Fight the Not devil only theologically, only. I mean, obviously, his book Second, is in the Bible, so it's theologically effectively battling sound, the devil. But he also is knows what he's talking by about drawing near to God, trusting, trusting him, this. and submitting he's the guy himself who betrayed to his Jesus. Hand One other guy betrayed Jesus life, on that level, our trials and, our and that was Judas, and he committed because suicide. He cared Yet for Peter is loved and forgiven. And then and third, effectively battling the devil is completely Jesus. Not by passively avoiding him, refused to suffer with Jesus at the moment of the crucifixion. After he broke his promise to 8 Jesus. Through 11. All of this, the gospel happened to this. Peter after all of this happened. Notice, e even and I would ESV, argue that there's no he can say for certain so as a result of that that God really, 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 really does he care. Be so he reminded, cares be for watchful. us. Your adversary, the he devil, cares for us even and like a roaring lion in the midst of our suffering and trials. Resist him when we go through it. Knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. So Peter, guided by the Holy Spirit and out of his 
own experience he says to you and me today, be humble and do it specifically in this battle against the disease of sin that tells us that we can be our own forever and ever. In other words, humble yourself under the mighty divine Peter is of telling God, us that even right though time, we cast our cares God's upon time, him, it is not an invitation us. to become spiritually up. passive. That's he will one complete of the, us in a way that's one that of the we have always longed that we, to we be run into as, as Every one of us feels like we're incomplete. This idea that we can become And every one of us searches for ways to complete things. ourselves. Grudem we, says it this way. We, we, we search for the things of this world and the relationships in drowsiness. Which are not necessarily We need bad to be things, watchful, Peter says, literally that we're fully alert to potential dangers. And we need to be one sober-minded. That, that word sober-minded is the same word that Peter uses in by chapter a 4, with verse Jesus 7. Christ. And it means that our minds and need to does be this focused out of His love and His care for us so that and, we and, can and it's abandon because our cares and our burdens. Peter says this in the context of them all living in the Roman Empire where they were reminded about the Roman Empire. And then in verse 8, Peter launches into a discussion of the devil that might because of all like the Roman soldiers who were around. Uh, and the Roman soldiers about, were specifically it really trained why. over and over First of and all, over effectively that their number the one duty was to be starts with watchful and sober-minded. Humbly confessing. If you were a Roman soldier, it was watchful, sober-minded. Second, we're going to have classes effectively on being battling the devil, the devil is continued by Peter drawing makes this to reference God here by trusting him and by submitting it's something that culturally connects with them very clearly. For you. And further, and that word watchful effectively battling is actually the devil better translated completed, as vigilant. It's where we get the concept him, of, of but by standing firm and resisting. So, so Peter him. might say, be so a vigilante against Satan. Eight through be Charles Bronson-like against Satan. Uh, only people my age he and says, older be might so get that reference. Those of you who are younger, you need to Google that. Your okay? adversary, the devil, prowls around. We like have a to be vigilant lion, because, like a lion, someone to devour, resist him. The devil, firm in your prowls faith, around knowing 24 that hours the same a day, kinds of suffering long. are being experienced Peter says by the your devil is like throughout a lion. the world. And it's been said and you have that a, a lion while, uses the God of all strategies and to his eternal glory in Christ. The devil uses will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever. And being ever. stealthy. Amen. He uses in effect, deception, surprise. Peter is telling us that even though we lulling. cast our cares upon God, it is not an invitation pick us to become in the routines of our life when our guard is down. Grudem he says loves it this way. Sneak attack. Christians cannot afford to suffer Isn't from it amazing how many people will explain their sin as something that just happened. Instead, we need to be watchful. Just minding their own Literally, business one minute and the next minute fully they're engulfed alert in potential sin, danger. And they have no idea how it happened. We need to be sober-minded. That word sober-minded is the same word that Peter uses in chapter 4 Verse seven, you and, and I are also good at to, calculating to a planning one mind focus on what it is that we're trying to dark to recesses of our hearts. And, and both we're of good these at that words, too. watchful and sober-minded. We're also susceptible both of to these, these words that were we constantly used and to train and describe the but Roman also, soldiers. Stealth, and in their context, in which Peter writes, the these people were, fully, were, were fully familiar so with the Roman soldiers. Seems to me that the, the Romans had come to, in and had sub, uh, subjugated everybody the to them. They were part of the Roman Empire. And the fact that everywhere they walked and everywhere they turned, there were Roman soldiers enforcing the law was a reminder to, with, to them of their context. Satan, and those Roman the soldiers were brought up in that. and trained in and, and constantly reminded of being watchful and sober-minded about Satan. And that word watchful is really actually better translated as vigilant. But I would also argue where we get the word vigilante. So we are to be vigilantes against Satan. As an be be and Charles Bronson-like against the way he whispered the terror of, of him whispering in our ear about our younger, sin and how, about how we're not good enough. Google it and you'll aren't. figure it out. 
The point is, is that we need to, point we need to resist the, the devil. We have to be vigilant because just like Hawaiian, he prowls around 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Christ we are. Peter tells us the devil is like a lion. And it's but been it's said the way that, that a lion uses two primary strategies to get its prey and the same two strategies that essentially tremendous fear even as we engage in our sin. Even as we're engaging in our sin. As, as Satan prods us devil, to engage in it. And then the minute we they, commit it, he says, the deception <laughs> See, and surprise and cunning and lulling. The devil loves you to be pick so us off in our routines of our lives when it's our guard horrific. is down. He likes the sneak attack. By the way, uh, isn't it amazing how many people will, de- will explain God their sin as something that sins into the depths of the sea? No, I was just minding my own business. And and he has even put a no fishing sign over the spot. In this huge So when Satan goes to dredge up your sin, I've talked to about hook this that before sin in this and pull series, it back it up to remind you of you it. and you I are also very good at, no at planning and 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 calculating our sin in no advance. We also of course, get drawn into sin by these sneak Another reason Peter we, might use terror as an illustration is because of the Satan's terror that lions dredge up in so Peter's context. Stealth is one strategy, but also besides being stealthy, both lions and the devil use terror in their bag of tricks. Where one Seems to me that Hollywood says, human tends blood to depict the terror the side of, of Satan more than the uh, Ignatius side of Satan. Early that's why we have this whole genre of horror this films about half of which are attributed to his late the power of Satan behind the uh, evil. And they can be horrifying writes, and they're graphic and they're scary. Let me be given to the wild really care for them. To the lions. And that for terror, them, that type of terror with Satan God. is true. But I would I also God's argue wheat. that the terror of Satan and I am ground by the teeth as he operates as an accuser and condemner bread. of our sin and Come of us. Fire. The way he Come defeats cross. us with guilt and shame. The and way he lures us into sin. Beasts. And then the minute we commit the sin, Come he starts wrenching of bones, hacking of limbs, crushing See, of my whole worthy. body. You're not good. Come cruel tortures of the devil to you're assail me. Only be it mine Theologically, he's correct. That's Jesus why we need Christ. Jesus. That's why we Ignatius need Ignatius understands the battle, and but, but he stands prepared. That can terrorize us and paralyze us and, and cause us See, rather than fear, that guilt giving and that in shame and passively allowing the Check attack. Out. Even we are called as by we Peter are committing to stand the sin, firm we know and it's coming. The devil. And we'll still commit the if sin knowing ourselves that under his mighty it, it hand. Is coming. By the way, D.L. Moody has a by great God's power quote in regard ours. to this. He says when, this. When Jesus resisted the devil in the Gospels, God he did it has cast our by sins pressing into the, into the Father in the, the Word. Read those and passages. And he's even put a no fishing sign over the spot. He, he, he goes to, so the next he goes time to his he's Father. Coming, he goes the the to the Word of God. The devil comes he, he, to you he wasn't able to resist the devil sin. because he was working out at L.A. Fitness. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm just telling you, that's not going to help you with the devil. You let him know that God has put a no fishing sign over it. Grudem and Clowney both make strong statements about this. Grudem says, far from saying that Christians should but of fear course, this another reason Peter adversary, would use terror, terror as an to illustration is because of the terror that lions dredge and up specifically this, in Peter's The danger context, to the Christian the is Roman not that he is helpless before they, the devil. They used to make the Christian is equipped with the full armor of God. With, See Ephesians chapter 6. Rome's version Rather, the danger Hollywood, to the Christian is that he or she will fail to resist. That's the danger. And everything that Peter says here is really parallel to what James tells us in his letter in the fourth chapter, verses 7 and 8. Roman James church. writes, submit Almost yourselves therefore to God. These Resist the devil and he will flee from he you. He says, let me draw near to God to and he will draw near to, to you. For by the way, them, yes, we I mentioned a couple weeks ago, God. we believe in the doctrine of hell. I am God's over the Bible and we believe the and Bible. I am ground so by the teeth of wild beasts. Well, we also believe in Satan. We believe in the devil. We're not... 
We don't, we don't subscribe to the idea that this is some metaphor or some mythical use of language or that it's a legend. He is real and he wants to destroy you. Come cruel and if you don't think he exists, he has already only be at mind to attain unto Christ Jesus. Theologian Ignatius understands the battle with Satan and he understands that he needs to be prepared and he needs to firmly engage in this battle. So rather than giving in and passively allowing the attack, we translate as devil. Is, is and is Ignatius tell which, us to stand which actually refers to a and real if we've personal spiritual we are being under the mighty hand of God, we can do this by His and power, not by our power. When Jesus like resisted the demons. devil in the Gospels, He leaned on His cunning. Father and the Word of God. And He's an evil being. He didn't lean who has on the ability to attack and harm Christians. He, he wasn't and so able to do this because He worked out at LA Fitness or 24-Hour Fitness or whatever, which is not a bad thing to do. But that's not the way you fight Satan. Grudem and Clowney both vigil. take strong positions here. Grudem says and, and, this, and, 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 Far from I mean, saying that Christians should fear this formidable adversary, Peter says to resist him really firm in your faith. The two of those and Clowney says, The danger to the Christian is not that he is helpless before Satan's the devil. Goal is to get the, you to the Christian is equipped with the Condemn full armor you of God. Sin? See Ephesians chapter Marginalize you with Rather, sin the danger you with sin. That's to the goal. Christian is that you he can't or she will fail to resist. And he especially likes we to fail us by failing to resist. Which Peter writes here. In the midst of suffering, trials, challenges, so familiar to what James says in his letters chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Or perhaps James writes these words Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. God resist the devil and he thing. will flee from you. Draw Some near to say, God well, and he will draw near a, to you. Is there a difference yeah. between testing and tempting? You know, we mentioned a few weeks ago we believe in the doctrine of hell. And, and, and really there it's is. all over the Bible. The, the, the idea of testing Bible comes teaches, from the Jesus fact that we're in that circumstances hell is a real place. that try us. Where people who the don't believe trials. in him end they, up. They try we also us. believe in Satan. Try we our believe patience. in the devil. They try our person. He's not a metaphor. A lot of people, ah, our the devil faith. is just a metaphor. And God is sovereign legend. We have to recognize that he is sovereign in everything. No, 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 no. He is He's sovereign in salvation. He is sovereign in suffering. And he is sovereign in sanctification. He has already defeated so, you. And so it is true that God either causes or allows all of our testing. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled us, was but the temptation the that, didn't exist. that comes from us in partnership with Satan. The word Peter uses. Read James chapter one. Diabolos. It's a perfect tutorial to help you to understand that. Word that. refers to an the temptation comes when, when we're who is trying to figure out how we're going to respond to these other circumstances, real these trials, entities, these just these like himself. So in God tempts us, God, and in a I'm war sorry, God tests us, us. But the devil is cunning and evil. And we have he a, is a willing cunning and evil being in that. In and the midst the of this, to I've, I've quoted Larry right before. So Arcadia, he has a I wonderful, you, be watchful, wonderful, be sober-minded, be vigilant. Larry says, "I would rather suffer and, and obediently and our, our struggle with than Satan, prosper disobediently and our struggle with sin." In other words, I would rather be right where God has me, right where God wants me, and respond. A lot of people think only to God by drawing near to Him, than respond. See, see, Satan's goal in my trials is and to my get you to sin, by going to after my counterfeit God, to marginalize you and with your sin, and to kill you obediently. So I would rather suffer obediently than prosper disobediently because. I know that my obedient suffering is as temporary right as my here. disobedient In the midst prospering. of suffering, trials and challenges. Those of you that have prospered disobediently, you know that it doesn't say, last forever. People say, 
I've you know asked the this truth question. Of that is there a difference between so humility is essential for contending with Satan? And yes, we begin is. by humbling ourselves under God's by mighty our hand. We, we by continue our, in by our, our difficult times, by drawing by closer and closer to God, by trusting and, and God Him, is sovereign in and by God leaning is into Him, in by knowing that His is the power in suffering, as devil, as Peter says, sovereign in our circumstances. We resist the devil firmly in our faith, relying on the power of the gospel. Are either caused by or allowed by God. Jesus. He has the power to in cause verse nine, him. He has the power the to word stop translated him. firm So they're either caused by or allowed times. by God. So, just so three times does come this particular from word God in the very New Testament. But tempting it never was once used to describe tempting the foundation from of the gospel us in one and from Satan. Life. When it Satan was also described lures to, us away to by the, the passions of our own flesh. If you want a good tutorial on this, here to describe our faith in resisting the devil. says God never tempts us, but rather we are tempted. And then again in the Septuagint, that document that I mentioned earlier, the Greek translation of the Hebrew. Bible, so God that word was us, used in Isaiah to translate the word that's described that describes the Messiah the devil. as firm it, like a I've rock. I quoted Larry right before. He has a great so we need to be firm in Christ. This. He says this: not firm in ourselves, firm in Christ. He says, "I would rather in suffer this exhortation to resist the devil." Peter offers us encouragement. In other words, a I would rather accept in the, the endeavor to resist the God has either caused or allowed in my labor and, and obediently work alone. through them, placing my faith alone. and trust in God. I would rather so suffer that way than to uh, prosper not, not obediently, than to turn away from God and try to get out of my suffering through these counterfeit gods, these secondary gods, where I could maybe could prosper for a little for them. And he says the reason he would rather do this, I would rather suffer obediently than prosper disobediently. You have trials too. Is because I know my obedient suffering is as temporary as my disobedient prospering. Remember the context. How many of us have ever prospered disobediently and being oppressed and hoped that it would last It's interesting in verses 10 and 11 that Peter does not pray for their suffering to end. So humility is essential. Wouldn't in you expect that that Satan. would be the prayer? We that begin by humbling ourselves under God's mighty hand, and then we continue in a terrible circuit by drawing closer to God and trusting trial Him, and tribulation. by leaning no, into do that instead, and on Him, by knowing that it is that by His power after that we can their do suffering. This. And then, as Peter says in verse nine, we resist the they devil have suffered for a little while. He says, relying on the glorious of the gospel, our Savior. So he doesn't pray to remove them. Rather, he prays that for word the result in verse 9 of the translated suffering. as firm. That there's going to be a redeeming result. It's a strong result. word that is used only three times that's in the, the message for us as well. Once it's and there used are to four describe words the foundation of the gospel in our life. What our result will once be. Once it's used to describe the word of God, he says the Bible, we're going to be restored. And once it's used to describe complete. faith. Here, as we resist the I devil. Hear the bells of heaven right now. It's a strong word. And then, again, What's in the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, it's also used once there. To describe the coming Getting Messiah, to describe Jesus so we're going to be as restored, firm like a rock. We're going to be confirmed. So we need to be firm in Literally, Christ. we're going to be made steady in the midst with of this support. exhortation to resist the devil. Peter we're going to be strengthened. That word is only used once in the New Testament, and it's right here. And it literally means and to made efficient. Uh, live in the midst of hardship. Understand that words, strength and power you and I are, are the efficient alone. use of energy. So we pray for each other. Not, not each other in this room, although we people should do who are that, strong but we pray physically for, for those people that we don't even know, but that we know exists, and we know they are going through trials. And then he says we're going to be established. Literally, we are means that we're going to be made immovable, which calls to mind once again Psalm 50. 
Yeah, it's very interesting verse in verses 11 and, and yeah, 12. I would the think recipients of this letter, but here's the challenge who is, with as these we remember now, words, these who are, are suffering and are being oppressed and they are in trial. In the context of Peter does not pray for their suffering and, to end. And in the context of being exalted, that seems like that would be a natural time, prayer. And it's a prayer that you and I almost automatically go to in our context. We want to pray for suffering to end. We want to figure out how suffering can end. Peter does not pray for their suffering to end, but rather he explains that their suffering, after they have suffered for a little while, will have a result. And that result will be a redeeming result. But they will not be completely And that's his message for us too. And there are four words that he uses to describe what the result will be. These qualities come. Number one, we're going to be restored, which literally means we'll be made complete. In the midst of our trials Number two, we'll be confirmed. Now, that's Humbling not some, ourselves under some, his mighty uh, hand. religious event, but rather so confirmed in this context means you and, will and be And we know that again because Peter wraps firmly we, with we know that he supports. This is true because he And then he says we'll be strength This is the only time with verse that this, is used, that this word is used in the dominion. New Testament. And literally the word so means Peter to be pushes made our efficient. focus to God and dominion. You understand and dominion that strength and power and, and what is, is the efficient Literally the word dominion means all power and the will be made efficient And then we'll be made established. He has all power and he has the authority. Which again is shadows of Psalm 55, 22. Last three verses. And yeah, I would think we would spend a whole qualities, lot of time but here. Now here's the challenge. But we're going to wrap up with all with four these. of these words are future indicatives. He writes Which by Sylvanus, or, or in the context of unsilent crowns of glory, by Sylvanus, a faithful brother, as I regard him, I have written briefly to you. Exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace. Not of to God say that these things aren't in the process of sanctification. So there's all kinds of scholarly debate about whether or not live with uh, Jesus Silas and we walk was the with secretary Jesus of the letter or the more and more like Jesus. But they will not be completely true until most people believe he's the messenger of the letter. That Peter's the point that Peter wants us to see as a result of that. He says, "I have written briefly to you, exhorting and declaring fully abiding the true grace of God. Stand firm, drawing near to Him, trusting Him, who is at babbling ourselves, who is likewise chosen. That needs to be our focus." So know that Mark that needs to be son. our focus now, because of the way Peter wraps up this discussion in verse this woman eleven by by saying, "Well, the, the reality of to, it is that to, Peter's kind of go to him code here. and to him Babylon is actually a reference forever to Rome and ever." And she, the she so there, Paul, is Peter the wants our focus so to be on God and the his church dominion. in Rome. Send you that their greeting, as does specifically Mark. This is John Mark. This is the same Mark that Paul got mad at when they went on the first missionary journey in the Book of Acts. Which is all power. Whom Paul also later said. All right, last three verses. Mark was very valuable we'll wrap to wrap up. Peter writes by Sylvanus. And he says, greet one another. A, br- a faithful brother as love. I regard him. I have written to briefly you to you who are in Christ. The exhorting and declaring that this know, is the true grace of God. Have everybody stand up and give kisses uh, of love to everybody. Sylvanus no, also known as Silas. Um, Some people say this but, but means we do need to understand that, that there's an intensity the and an intimacy. Um, I don't know why Peter theologians argue over this stuff. Philip says, what he means is give a vigorous handshake all around. He's the messenger of the letter. He's the guy that actually carried the letter. Not quite. It doesn't quite communicate the intensity so he says, stand and firm in this true grace of God she who is at Babylon each other, who is likewise chosen you ever notice that in the Christian context as, there is a lot of as, hugging and so does Mark people that don't know each son. other very well now good question uh, what is Peter doing in Babylon who is this woman that he's talking I about? like hugging my wife well Peter is speaking in code here uh, by by that, saying Babylon, he's actually referencing Rome. And so that may have been and one of the biggest barriers And she who is in Rome is the church at Rome. So he's saying, corporately, the church sends their regards. Yes. And then personally, <laughs> my buddy Mark, 
So if you ever walk up and give me a hug, and I kind of this is the same Mark, John Mark, it's not you. Paul had a problem with during their first missionary journey in the Book of Acts that Paul. But I do want to go back. It caused such a sharp disagreement between Paul and Barnabas that Paul and Barnabas ended up splitting up. Peter says this is the true grace of God. Then later on, about the whole letter from Paul's writings late in his life, born again, Mark apparently had been restored that Mark was a living hope of his team, resurrected that Christ very, about, uh, about same the fact that Mark. we have this uh, and then verse 14 greet one another with the kiss of love about the fact peace to all of you who are in Christ be, uh, uh, and again the kiss of love probably a, a cultural thing but the thing else, that we need to understand from that, that is the, that we love the intensity the and intimacy that we are to regard each other in the church all of this Philip says that a good way to translate it would be to give a vigorous handshake to everybody around you and most people look at that and say there are no. false gospels not Absolutely. quite the intimacy and the intensity there's a, there's a little to book towards each the end of the new testament uh, my friend Jude. tom schrader Some says it call it this the, way that the new testament that, that the postcard. connection that you and i should have in the local church long, is fellow christians should be stronger Jude even than, reference than a dna reference to we have the those who have the taken the gospel and are using Christ it as life to show it to each other by how we and that that's not the true gospel uh, and so Romans most of the time, Christians show this Paul by hugging with it there. He, and I will tell you, saying, I have never been much because of, a of the grace person. of God. Does I'm just that mean that we get to, to sin more? Not by a big no hug means. person. I love hugging Jackie, my wife. I so love not to hugging use my kids. Uh, Shelby, this this grace kids anymore, by for license to be a love sin. That would be a false grace. That would be a false gospel. I struggle with also. Last spring, we went through the entire book of Galatians. Might have been the greatest. There was a false gospel that Paul was dealing with there. The false false gospel of Jesus plus something that, that Jesus isn't enough it's Jesus plus works or Jesus yeah. plus the getting law good at it. I've had or Jesus plus circumcision so that is also like false grace because it's not service, grace at all any grace that adds something to, to it makes it corrupt it's no longer grace I'll be at around all. don't worry but the idea I, I would is, even argue intimacy and intensity that in the wake of this tragedy in Connecticut it's there the are people of, looking for weeping with those who graces weep. and false gospels and there. Rejoicing with those who rejoice. I, I am troubled deeply by this tragedy, as, 12, I, as I know all of us are. Peter says, but I also the true get grace of God. Everything a little troubled by some of the reactions. This is the true grace of God. So I, I, I look at, 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 at headline look after at headline after headline after, after headline, after so headline that says, are there we are seeking answers. We are seeking answers. We are seeking answers. about them. For instance. There's Yet I feel as though back in the very often when we Jude, offer the some, answer some of what Scripture says about evil so short. and the Gospel and verses three and about four, sin deals with a false and about the resurrected grace, Christ, a false gospel, one that allows us about to wickedness have license with a, sin, and about the good news wrong. of Jesus that's a recreating us, of the true causing of us to be born Paul again into this new in, life, in this Romans living hope, six, and this a, inheritance a, a that we have. Grace, that when we try to introduce that really into the conversation as the answer, we get shut down as license to sin. And then last that's spring, the we true gospel. The that's the true grace, which was all about looking for false gospels and grace graces where people wanted to take Jesus and, and combine Jesus in partnership with either works or the law so, or circumcision. That's a false grace not only because this if you message, add anything to grace, series, it corrupts it and makes it a false grace. A discussion grace very is quickly pure and undefiled. Is it is unmerited favor. He's behind and this. And then I would even suggest, possibly controversially, we talked about the in the wake of the tragedy the devil, in Connecticut, you know why we the people are searching for false victory? graces and false gospels Because I want you to remember there's another line in Scripture. There's false good newses out there. 
In Revelation the I say 5, this is, Jesus is the tragedy is the mixed lion up of uh, Judah. emotions and in, in Revelation already. And then, Jesus and then the headlines that I have won. seen in the wake of the tragedy the mix up more emotions. Those headlines that continually pound away about how the nation is seeking start answers. To finish. And yet, if you and I were to walk into that public sphere and say, we have an answer, we have an answer. We have a biblical understanding to human nature and evil and wickedness, but we also have a biblical understanding of the good news of the grace of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Christ, the resurrected Christ, who has defeated Satan's sin and death through His resurrection and has forgiven us through the cross. It's a very difficult time getting the calling of the Holy Spirit in your life to cross that line of faith. To draw near to God. We tend to be marginalized. And they say, no, 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 no. That's not the grace we're looking for. We're looking for another grace. We're looking for another gospel. We're looking for another good news. And whatever one they land on, if it's not this gospel, it's going to be a false gospel. just received the gospel. And he looked at Philip when they passed the the pond and he said well, as we what close this message from being baptized and the series stopped i want to go back to one other thing i want to go back to the devil who in this Let's passage is compared God. to a lion we talked about the need to resist again him. we lift up and i want to just say this tragedy you know why we can resist him and be absolutely we pray that people would not seek false gospels because false we need to remember there's another the lion but that they would turn their hearts revelation chapter five their minds jesus is described as the lion of judah and in Revelation, God, I just pray Jesus that we would wins. have the courage to live as Peter he calls us to live in this letter. He wins we thank you for this letter. We thank you for its challenges. We thank no you for its contest. truth. We thank you for its love. This letter is maintained God, start in to us finish through your Holy Spirit and the resurrected Christ to be able to live this. And that's in Jesus we ask it in Christ. Jesus' name because He has victory in the resurrection. If you wow. have not placed your faith and trust in Jesus, All right. there's never been a better time than right now. Talk to somebody after right, we'll uh, the service who will be standing up here. Talk to me. Talk to the person who brought you. There is never going to be a better time. As you understand what Peter has said through these five chapters about the good news of Jesus Christ, he just keeps pounding away at it. It is not out of our merit. It is not out of our strength. It is not out of our power. But it is the power and the love of Jesus Christ in our lives, the resurrected Christ. By His Holy Spirit, He is drawing you to Him right now. And we're going to have baptisms in a few Sundays. January 13. Why not now? In Acts chapter 8, there's a wonderful scene where Philip is talking to an Ethiopian government official. And he shares the Gospel with him. And the, the Ethiopian government official comes to know Jesus. And as they go by a body of water, the Ethiopian government official turns to Philip and he says, look, there's water. What would prevent me from being baptized right now? And they said, okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's pray together. God, thank You for the truth of Your Word. God, thank You for the way it challenges and confronts us, but also comforts us. And God, we need comfort right now. We need the hope, the living hope of Your resurrected Son. So God, we ask for that today. God, we again, again we pray for those in Connecticut. Lift them up to You. But we also pray for our community that we would be the community that you've called us to be right here in Arcadia, to the people of Arcadia. God, thank you for your grace. Thank you for the gift of life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to do kind of a response now as we take our first steps of response to God's word. And we do that in a number of ways. This is the time that we give our offering and there are offering boxes in the back for that if you are
just visiting us this morning, if you're new to redemption, know that there's, there's no expectation for you to give. That is a, a discipline and an act of worship for those of us that call Redemption Arcadia home. And another way that we respond is by taking communion together, which is something we do every